Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. In the summer of 2021, a 25-year-old graduate student attending Illinois State University suddenly vanished. His name was Jelani Day, and he was missing for about a week before his body was found floating in the Illinois River. Many circumstances in his case were considered suspicious to local law enforcement and his family. However, his case has never been labeled a homicide, and there are still so many questions about what led Jelani to his untimely death. I'm your host, Nisa. Welcome to the Lost Crimes Library podcast. This is the story of the suspicious death of Jelani Day. Jelani Day was 25 years old and an accomplished student at Illinois State University, who just started his graduate studies program in speech pathology when he disappeared on August 24, 2021. Jelani had hopes of one day becoming a doctor, and things were going well in his life. That's why it was so shocking and bizarre how he suddenly disappeared in the summer of 2021. On Tuesday, August 24, 2021, at 7:20 a.m., Jelani is spotted in security camera footage at Illinois State University's Bone Student Center, located in the town of Normal. In the footage, he is seen wearing a blue buttoned-up collar dress shirt, black pants, black dress shoes, and a blue face covering or mask. A couple hours later, at 9.12 a.m., he is seen again on security camera footage at a cannabis dispensary called Beyond Hello in Bloomington. In this footage, Jelani is wearing what appears to be a blue Detroit Lions baseball hat, a black t-shirt with a unique graphic, also referred to in reports as a Jimi Hendrix band tee, white silver shorts, and black shoes with white soles. Jelani's car, a white Chrysler 300, is also seen in the parking lot located outside the dispensary, and his car was captured on video driving away. This is the last known footage of Jelani Day before he went missing. When Jelani failed to show up to class and answer phone calls from family and friends, Jelani's mother, Carmen, reported him missing the day after, and searches for Jelani began immediately. Two days after Jelani went missing, 
On Thursday, August 26th, Peru police officers found Jelani's car concealed in a wooded area in Peru. The city of Peru is located in Illinois, about one hour north of Bloomington Normal, where ISU is located, and is south of the Illinois Valley YMCA and north of the intersection of 12th Street and West Clocks Avenue. According to reporting by Ryan Denham for WGLT, an extensive search was conducted by state police and drone aerial searches were done by Peru Fire and Utica Fire drones. Along with this, it is reported that a ground search by teams from Peru, Utica, and Oglesby Fire Departments were conducted on August 26, 2021. The day after Jelani's car was found, on Friday, August 27th, Peru Police Department announced that Jelani's car was found and that he had been missing for several days in unexplained suspicious circumstances. Now, I find this wording odd. As the Peru police made it sound like Jelani had been missing for weeks by using quote-unquote several days, when in reality it had been three days since he had last been seen alive. But what also stood out to me was how quickly they felt comfortable saying that Jelani disappeared under suspicious circumstances. It seems like whatever they found during the search on August 26th was pointing them in the direction of foul play, or at least that Jelani didn't just run away. When I looked into what was recovered during the search of his car, there was limited information, and this may be due to the fact that this is still an open case, but apparently, the license plate had been removed, and police found a partially smoked marijuana cigar blunt in the car. There was something else, a journal, which may have helped police determine Jelani's state of mind before he disappeared. Police did not reveal the specifics of the contents of the journal but we do know there was no suicide note. Carmen said that Jelani's journal began in 2016, but there were only two entries for 2021. Almost a week after Jelani's car was found abandoned in the woods of Peru, an unidentified body was recovered in the same city. On September 4, 2021, a body was found along the south bank of the Illinois River, east of the Illinois 251 Bridge. 60 miles away from the ISU campus. The location where the body was discovered is about a mile from where Jelani's car was found a week prior. To help identify the body that was recovered from the river, state police collected DNA from some of Jelani's family members on September 6th. And by the end of the month, by September 23rd, authorities announced the body found in Peru was of Jelani Day. They determined this through forensic dental identification and DNA testing and comparison. What was really puzzling was the discovery of Jelani's sneakers and shorts on a riverbank north of where his body was found. While the items contained DNA, it wasn't Jelani's and still has not been identified. To his family, this outside DNA seemed to point clearly to foul play. And I kind of agree. At the very least, I think this DNA evidence warranted the local law enforcement to consider who would want to harm Jelani. On the same day his body was identified, the Peru Police Department also posted a surveillance video on Facebook. This video reportedly shows a black man approaching a residence. The police department claimed that this video was related to an ongoing investigation, but they never explicitly stated its relevance to a specific case. This fueled speculation about if it was related to Jelani's case, and it raised questions of this video's relevance. 
I also want to add that along with the ambiguous video footage released without context, I found something else odd. Despite Jelani's body and car being found in the city of Peru, Bloomington police held a law enforcement press conference on September 23rd. Why wasn't Peru police holding a press conference that day, given his body and car were found there? A few days later, on the 27th of September, 2021, the LaSalle County Sheriff's Office identified itself as the media point of contact for the case. In addition, the Sheriff's Office said a quote-unquote collaborative multi-jurisdictional unit was investigating Jelani's suspicious death. This unit included the Sheriff's Office, State Police, Peru Police, LaSalle Police, the Bloomington Police, and the FBI's Behavioral Analysis Unit. A couple days later, that weird surveillance footage post was finally addressed by the Peru Police Department. They said the person in the Facebook surveillance video was, quote, not a suspect or any longer a person of interest, end quote. The community, university, and Jelani's family was mourning the loss of a friend, a colleague, and a loved one. On October 7th, the Illinois State University community joined the family of Jelani to celebrate his life at the Redbird Arena in the town of Normal. Jelani's family was mourning the loss of a loved one, but they were also mourning the lost future of Jelani and everything they hoped he would have had the chance to become. They were also enduring an investigation, an investigation that was falling short of what they had hoped. They were eager for answers, like any family would be, but despite having a body, they had few answers about what happened to Jelani. On Wednesday, October 13th, 2021, the LaSalle County Sheriff's Office issued a rare public statement about the status of the investigation. They notified the public that investigators were reviewing quote-unquote hundreds of hours of security video. They also mentioned they had conducted another search of the Illinois River, which did not provide any new information or evidence. However, a couple days later, on October 15th, the LaSalle County Coroner released a toxicology report of Jelani's body. The report indicated evidence of marijuana, caffeine, and nicotine use. These are all three legal substances in the state of Illinois. However, the amounts of these substances were not toxicologically significant, meaning they wouldn't have impaired him in a significant way. And it didn't mean that these substances somehow led to an accidental death. With the toxicology report issued, but no autopsy report yet issued, Jelani's body was buried in Danville on October 19, 2021. His burial was attended by civil rights leader, Reverend Jesse Jackson. During his attendance of the burial, Reverend Jackson referred to Jelani's death as a murder, and he even made references to the case of Emmett Till, saying, quote, it smells like another Emmett Till case all over again, end quote. I'm not sure how Reverend Jackson came to this conclusion about Jelani's case. Personally, it feels like a gross comparison. Emmett Till was savagely beaten, battered, bruised, assaulted, and murdered by a group of racist white men. So far, nothing in Jelani's case has pointed to a similar manner or cause of death. Perhaps Reverend Jackson was referring to the treatment of Jelani's case by law enforcement agencies. On October 22nd, the Pantograph reported that the Peru police chief said the FBI had been asked to help with the case. 
However, the FBI declined to take over the lead in the investigation of Delati's death. I do find this interesting and puzzling. Given the suspicious nature of Jelani's death, his car being abandoned, his body being washed up from the Illinois River, the toxicology report, why wouldn't the FBI take up the offer to investigate this suspicious death of a man who was apparently in his prime? What criteria doesn't his case fit for the FBI? What would it take for the FBI to investigate Jelani's death as a possible homicide? In an interview with a local reporter, Jelani's mother, Carmen Bolden Day, cited undisclosed discrepancies between an autopsy done by the LaSalle County Coroner's Office and an independent autopsy ordered by the family. Carmen has said, quote, There were contradicting facts from the first preliminary autopsy compared to the second independent autopsy, but this is not a case of organ harvesting, however. My son did not put himself in a river, end quote. I found this notion of organ harvesting startling but apparently there had been rumors floating around about such a thing. Reports had surfaced indicating Jelani's body was missing several organs when an independent autopsy was ordered by the family. But Jelani's mother and the coroner later dispelled those rumors. In addition, LaSalle County Coroner Rich Plock supported this in an interview, saying, quote, Some organs were severely decomposed due to the body being in the water, end quote but he made it clear that no organs were missing. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Perhaps the FBI denied the request to take the lead in the investigation because they had information about the case that the public was not yet made aware of. 
A few days after the FBI declined to take a lead in the investigation, the LaSalle County coroner had new information about the case. The coroner released the cause of death, and it was determined to be drowning, with no evidence of other trauma before his death. Jelani Day's death was ruled a drowning by LaSalle County coroner Rich Plock, and in an interview with a local news outlet, Plock acknowledged the difficulty surrounding determining the exact cause of death. He said, quote, Unfortunately, there is no specific test at autopsy for drowning. Drowning is considered a diagnosis of exclusion with supporting investigation circumstances when a person is found deceased in a body of water, end quote. This means, based on other evidence surrounding the case, like where his body was found, in conjunction with what wasn't found on Jelani's body, like signs of trauma, led them to the conclusion that Jelani had drowned. At this point, they still didn't know how Jelani could have ended up in the river. They knew the cause of death, but not the manner of death. After the cause of death was made known to the public, Reverend Jesse Jackson's Rainbow Push Coalition took to the streets, leading the March for Jelani Day in Peru, Illinois. They were seeking justice in Jelani's death. On October 26, the same day people were marching, U.S. Representative Bobby Rush requested that the Department of Justice investigate Jelani's death. On October 27, 2021, the public heard once again from the LaSalle County Coroner's Office, but this time, it was news of an official autopsy report from a forensic pathologist. This autopsy report was more detailed than the report with the cause of death. The report said that there was no evidence of assault or altercation on the body. Also, there was no evidence of gunfire, tumors, infection, natural disease, heart problems, or quote-unquote significant drug intoxication, end quote. This news solidified to many the idea that Jelani's death was the result of a tragic drowning accident. Even though the coroner's report said that Jelani drowned, Jelani's mother, Carmen, doesn't see how this was possible. You see, Carmen insists that her son was an experienced swimmer, and the likelihood of him drowning in the river was very slim. He was on the swim team in high school. She also stresses that her son was not emotionally distressed when he died. She had said, quote, he wasn't depressed. He didn't have any kind of pressures that would make him want to escape from life. So I do feel as if there was someone involved, end quote. She personally suspects foul play in her son's death. And based on what the coroner has released about his toxicology report, I'm inclined to agree. One, he didn't take any drugs or prescriptions that would assist in a suicide by drowning, like anything that could sedate him or anything he could have overdosed on. Two, suicide by drowning is very rare, probably because it's really hard to fight against the instinct to come up for air. It just seems like the most uncomfortable way to voluntarily die. So. What is the likelihood that Jelani would kill himself this way, even if he was possibly suicidal but never told anyone? The following month, on November 7, 2021, the LaSalle County Sheriff's Department confirmed that Jelani's cell phone had been located. Sheriff Adam Diss said the phone was on its way to the FBI for further forensic analysis. Jelani's cell phone was reportedly found in mid-October by a man who stopped to pick up something that had fallen off his truck. This man took the phone to Walmart and turned it in for cash. He was reportedly contacted days later by Bloomington police 
after the phone was identified as belonging to Jelani Day. According to reports, Jelani's mother, Carmen, said she learned the phone had been found from a Facebook post written by an acquaintance of the man who found it, not the police department that is handling her son's case. And when she contacted BPD later that day, Carmen said a spokesperson confirmed the department was in possession of the phone. She also claims that she requested that it be sent to the FBI. Police sources close to the investigation said that Jelani's Verizon cell phone records showed his iPhone was turned off at 9.21 a.m. shortly after he was last seen buying marijuana at the Beyond Hello dispensary in Bloomington on August 24, 2021, the day he disappeared. We also know that according to these records, Jelani's phone was apparently tossed from his car onto the roadside off I-55 North in Bloomington. It's important to note that there were many criticisms from Jelani's family and the public who alleged his case did not receive the attention of other missing persons, like that of Gabby Petito, whose disappearance and subsequent death made national headlines and launched a multi-state search from numerous law enforcement departments. And maybe this helped nudge many law enforcement agencies to become more involved in Jelani's case. And maybe it's also what gave Jelani's family the courage to seek outside help. On Friday, December 3rd, prominent civil rights attorney Ben Crump held a press conference to announce he would assist the Day family in finding answers in the case. And in December 2021, the Jelani Day Joint Task Force was announced to help identify and coordinate new leads in the death investigation. The task force currently includes Bloomington Police Department, Peru Police Department, Federal Bureau of Investigation Chicago Division, LaSalle County Sheriff's Office, City of LaSalle Police Department, Illinois State Police, and the Illinois Attorney General's Office. The FBI announced the $10,000 reward in December. It was a part of a nationwide multi-platform social media campaign through the Jelani Day Joint Task Force to seek new leads regarding Jelani's final hours, leading to the identification of new witnesses or evidence in his case. During a news conference, Crump claimed that authorities have failed to make Jelani's case a priority. He accused investigators of trying to dismiss Jelani's death as a suicide. He also pointed to details of the case, such as Jelani's car being discovered in a wooded area with its license plates removed, as evidence of foul play. Ben Crump stated, quote, When you add up all these facts, is it more likely that he committed suicide or is it more likely that this was a homicide? End quote. Crump said that's one of many questions that should be left to the FBI to answer. Some things about this case that really disturb me and make me suspect foul play would be, one, the location in which his vehicle was found. It was in a wooded area, not on the side of the road or a parking lot. It was in a place that concealed his car. If he was just going for a swim in the river or going to kill himself in the river, what would be the point in parking his car in the wooded area? And two, his license plates were removed. Why? Perhaps a perpetrator wanted to make it harder for police to identify who the car belonged to if it was ever found. This is just me speculating here. And three, his cell phone was allegedly thrown out his car window. Perhaps he threw his own phone out the car. But I also want to suggest that perhaps his phone was discarded by someone else who was driving his car. 
someone who had a reason to hide Jelani's car in a wooded area. But again, this is purely speculation. Four, Jelani had just graduated university. This was supposedly a great time in his life, and he had worked so hard for this degree. Not to mention, he was just beginning a graduate studies program, so why would he kill himself? In March 2022, the FBI renewed calls for tips on Jelani's case. They reminded the public about a $10,000 reward for information. Investigators believe the full cooperation of the public and Jelani's close contacts may be key to understanding the facts and circumstances surrounding his death. But I think it is safe to say that law enforcement is still not comfortable labeling Jelani's death a homicide. Although there have been no solid answers about what happened to Jelani Day in the summer of 2021, this year in May 2022, Jelani's death made a difference. Some good came out of a tragic death. Illinois Senate Bill 3932, also known as the Jelani Day Bill, was made into a law. The new law requires a coroner or medical examiner to notify the FBI when human remains are not identified within 72 hours of discovery. It's amazing that his death could help many people, despite how untimely and tragic it was. But I can't help but feel that he has yet to receive the help he has given to others in his death. Hopefully this case receives more attention, and with it, more answers emerge that explain his death with less suspicion. The Jelani Day Joint Task Force is asking the public to submit tips, even anonymously, via 1-800-CALL-FBI. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 